Welcome back to the Good Life Pod. This is Asia, and before I start talking a bunch, I did just want to say that I do still have a little bit of a cold. I'm a little bit congested, so if I sound all nasally or I sniffle at all, that is why. It's just been a crazy month of traveling, and I think it's starting to catch up with my body a little bit. Um, But with all that being said, I wanted to kind of jump into this solo segment, solo seggy that Biba and I decided to do. Um, Super weird to be talking by myself. I feel like I am going to end up rambling, but I'm going to try not to. I'm going to try to stay on topic. Um, because, yeah, we're not going to do that today, and I was about to start doing it just then. Um, I'm so excited to listen to Biba's, <laughs> because I, I'm trying not to listen to it yet. I'm so tempted to. I saw that she posted something about having recorded it, and it was a vulnerable episode, so I think I'm going to kind of switch things up a little bit for this one and keep it light. I don't know what hers is talking about, but I want to kind of like go the opposite direction um, so that you guys get a little bit of everything. Um, I really want to listen to it though. I'm like itching to know what she's talking about, but that's kind of the fun of these solo segments is neither of us really have any idea what the other person's going to be talking about until we listen to them, just kind of like you guys. But yeah, I guess I'll just jump right in. I have been traveling for the last month. I officially got home yesterday at night and it, uh, no, yesterday morning, and it feels so good to be at home. It feels so good to be in my own kitchen again and to be able to eat food that I can cook and to sleep in my own bed because I've just been in hotels and Airbnbs kind of all month, so it feels so good to be home. I'm sure, like, you could probably relate if you've traveled for any more than a week. It just feels so good to be back home and to have my dog and my cat and everything that I guess I just kind of take for granted sometimes just being home all the time. I am going to talk a little bit about kind of how I'm getting back into the routine of everything and, you know, being home and having my work hours and trying to be good with that again. Um, Trying to get back into that habit that I feel like I was so good at before I left for, you know, the last couple of weeks, but being out of out of practice a little bit, I think it's going to be a little difficult to get back into that, just like, you know, setting work hours and boundaries and all of that. But um, I also wanted to throw something fun into this episode. I'm going to do a brief history on this woman. Her name was Rebecca Harkness, and she is... She so Taylor Swift wrote a song about her and it is in folklore and if you're anything like me as soon as the weather hit under 75 degrees <laughs> okay like 70 degrees I was playing that album because it just kind of makes me feel cozy it makes me feel like it's fall which is a huge mood booster for me right now especially just after such a long hot summer I was in the mood for fall. So I've been playing that album, and one of her songs called Last Great American Dynasty is written about Rebecca Harkness and her legacy. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later, but right now, I just wanted to kind of briefly let you guys know how I'm kind of getting back into my routine, but first I wanted to do like a couple highs and lows from the past month. Um, I'll start with highs because I have more of those than lows which is great, but yeah, I'm going to start with those. Um, I think one of my highs that I've noticed recently, probably the last couple days, honestly, is that I am kind of just 
getting back to myself. I think as this month has been winding down, I have remembered to, I don't know, give myself some time and focus on myself a little bit, a little bit of self-care, which is something I'm not usually very good at. I usually kind of forget to focus on myself. I will fill my day with work and editing and shooting and emails and endless amounts of like all of that stuff. And even just like hanging out with my friends, which is so much fun, but it still is like not quite like self-care time. I think that for me, I'm like an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert. I recharge by being by myself. And a lot of the time, even if I'm having a ton of fun with people that I love, like family and friends and everything, I can 100% forget and just not make time for me. So at times I can go like days on end. Like I remember in high school when I think all of us can relate, like in high school, like studying for midterms or finals and just going super hard for like two weeks and just kind of like not even sleeping and barely like eating, you know, not if you're eating, it's not even good food. It's just like really spreading yourself thin. And I don't want to use that, I guess, as an example, because there's a lot of good in my life. It's not like I'm studying for finals all the time, but is even if it is so many good things and even if it's stuff that really brings you joy or me joy specifically, I will exhaust myself doing it. I'm a yes man and I have serious FOMO sometimes, not all the time, but I notice when my life gets really busy and I get, you know, burnout or stress or something that's affecting me, I get FOMO big time. So like I just will fill my day on top of my workload with like hanging out with my friends because I don't want to miss out or I don't want to make people feel like I'm not paying attention to them or not you know, loving them the way that I want to love my friends and my family. So I'll just fill my schedule up. And at the end of, you know, a couple weeks, I've noticed myself just like really starting to, I don't know, like get unhealthy, like not deteriorate, but like you can see right now, I mean, you can't see me, but you know, right now I have a cold, which is, you know, I'm sick because my body is just being, I don't know, stretched so thin and my energy is being stretched so thin and it's not going into me. I'm not really focusing on myself. So I've noticed the past couple of days, I have really been trying to put a little bit more energy into that, kind of like stopping in the middle of um, a bunch of tasks that I'm doing or, you know, in the middle of like hours on end editing and just like reminding myself like, hey, you're allowed to take a break. You're allowed to go for a walk or go to the mall, go to a coffee shop, go do something that makes you happy because at the end of the day, life is not about just like grinding and working all the time. Even if it's important work, you come first, I come first. You know, at the end of the day, I need to prioritize that and prioritize my health. So I've been trying to do a little bit better with that lately. Um, another one of my highs is because I'm home, I can go crazy with organizing my life again. I have just bags and bags of clothes and just stuff from traveling and kind of briefly being home in between trips that I've just kind of like thrown in the corner, thrown on the bed, thrown everywhere. And I haven't done laundry in a month because I haven't been home for more than two days in a month. So just knowing that I get to like make my space feel good and feel clean and organized again really is putting me in a good mood. Um, another high is just being able to 
cook my meals and eat regularly because my schedule for food has been a little crazy and getting to move, getting to move my body and exercise. I can go to the gym again because I'm home. All of these have to do with me being home. If you can't tell, I have missed it. <laughs> Just miss having a place of my own, a place that is mine where I can have my dog and my cat and a kitchen that is mine. Um, I also just feel like I'm regrounding myself, um, which is something that I definitely can forget to do. I get into these like zones where my mind will just go a million miles per hour. Um, my boyfriend was just telling me the other day, I think I was explaining something to him or a situation I was dealing with and I asked for his advice and bless his heart, he's like trying to listen to me and piece together this story that I'm trying to tell him because I was explaining it so fast and in pieces and he looked at me at the end of the conversation he was like you need to like slow down or he talked to me a little bit later he's like you can't talk that fast maybe you don't realize like the things you're saying I don't know but I know that is so such a me thing I know that my brain goes like way faster than my mouth and sometimes it just doesn't keep up and so I know that when I'm talking to someone else and explaining the things that are in my head it can just not make sense so I've been trying to reground myself the last two days if I'm being honest it hasn't been more than two days um and just kind of like not letting myself get in my own way as far as it as far as like stress and everything goes I can like I can be really stressed sometimes and not like outwardly use it as a, as an excuse to not get things done but sometimes like it's paralyzing I think to be so stressed sometimes is it can just really like not make me productive because I'm just sitting in my anxiety and my stress and instead of like making moves to make things happen I am just like focusing on the stress and the anxiety. So those are all things that I think are going great the last couple of days. I am on the upswing, you guys. I'm getting back to normal, getting back to normal routine. Um, a couple of lows. Um, because of the craziness, and like I just said, I was acting a little bit out of anxiety. Just, you know, letting my mind get super stressed out and not taking my care of myself. Like I'm sick right now and all of that. Um but yeah, that's kind of it for Lowe's. I mean, it's been an awesome, amazing month of travel. And like a year ago, this is what I only would have wished for just to have this opportunity with this job to travel like I do and to be able to, you know, be creative for a job and be my own boss. Like it's all a dream. And I think I just need to be a little bit more careful with my time. I think I need to be a little bit more selfish with it moving forward, but I don't regret it because it's a lesson. And at the end of the day, I am glad I learned it. So one month to learn a valuable lesson is better than like a couple years. But yeah, I guess I kind of want to just get into this little history lesson that I thought was super interesting. I was reading about it. I think I was listening to another podcast a while ago that kind of briefly went into the parallels between Taylor Swift and this woman named Rebecca Harkness, who, yeah, I will go into her and just go into her history in just a second. But um, yeah, the parallels between Taylor Swift and the life, the lavish, luxurious, over-the-top life of this woman named Rebecca Harkness. So 
if you have listened to the Folklore album, you are probably familiar with the song The Last Great American Dynasty. And if you're anything like me, you know every single word. Um, but I'm just going to assume you don't know every single word. Um, and just kind of like, I guess, go through this woman's life. And it is crazy. It kind of sounds like a fictional fairy tale story, like larger than life. Because this woman, she was kind of larger than life, is from what it seems in the articles that I've read. But yeah, the song is about a woman named Rebecca Harkness. I think I've said that a couple times now. Um, she was born into money and she was raised in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, had several marriages, but her second marriage was to the heir to Standard Oil. His name was Will Harkness and he was just like insanely rich, like one of the richest people of the time in America. Just crazy money, like big philanthropist, patrons of education, academia, made giant donations to universities and hospitals. Just like so much money, didn't even know what to do with, but that was her second marriage. So they got married and they bought this home in Rhode Island and they apparently would throw the biggest parties, just like giant lavish lifestyle type of stuff, big holiday parties, big 4th of July parties. And the parties were so big that the neighbors would get annoyed, like noise complaints way back in the day. And it's just kind of funny that that stuff happened back then because I was at a wedding the other day in a backyard and the cops pulled up because the music, I guess, was just so loud that they they got noise complaints from the neighbors. And I'm assuming that the, they had told all of the neighbors that, you know, this wedding was going to be happening and everything. But, you know, in nice neighborhoods, I think sometimes like, people just, you know, they want their quiet. They pay a lot of money for their house, I guess, in their neighborhood. And they just, you know, want it to be relaxing and peaceful. But it just reminded me of this girl's story. And I think maybe that's why I thought about talking about her. But... Yeah, so early on in her life, she wrote in one of her school scrapbooks that she wanted to, quote, do everything bad, end quote, which is so funny because she, not that she did everything bad, I think if you were to ask her, she did everything exactly the way that she wanted to, but, you know, from other people's point of views, definitely bad, definitely, like, not okay, but yeah, they had these giant parties she filled her pool with champagne once. It was like super expensive champagne, the Don, Dom Perignon champagne. <laughs> I'm reading from my notes right now and I'm realizing that I don't know how to pronounce that word, but I'm pretty sure it's Dom Perignon. She filled her pool with champagne. She, I think I read somewhere that she even filled a fish tank with like super expensive whiskey, just like over the top, so much money. Didn't even know what to do with it. Just did the most obnoxious things. But her husband, Will Harkness, he actually died seven years into their marriage. He died, ironically, from a heart attack, but it was while he was posing for a sculpture that she was doing. Like, while he was posing for it, he died of the heart attack. Um, so, super sad, but, you know, it just goes... It's just like, of all the ways you could die, it would be like posing for a sculpture that you, your over-the-top wife, insisted on sculpting of you. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, good life, I guess. Sound, sounded fun, big parties all the time, big Great Gatsby-style parties. After Will died, um, 
Rebecca's life just kind of went on being incredibly lavish, incredibly crazy. She spent $86 million or what would be equivalent to $86 million today. She spent on a dance company, um, but the dance company was actually kind of cool. So way back then, way back then, it wasn't that long ago, but you know, like there was a lot of... There wasn't much equality going on, but the dance studio trained all kinds of dancers regardless of body shape, um, skin color, all of those things. It was, she was really, she really loved her dancers and really loved dance and the arts. So, but yes, $86 million. Um, she even had her ashes put into a $250,000 designer urn designed by the artist Sali or I think it's Dolly. Dolly, I think. I think that's his name. I don't remember. I didn't write that part down. But yeah, during her life, her neighbors despised her big parties and her like super loud personality. And they just complained and complained and complained. Once when Will was alive, they were sued for having one of their really big parties. And Rebecca retaliated by dyeing her neighbor's cat green. I know in the song it says dog, but um, it was a cat, apparently, according to the article that I was reading. Actually, multiple sources said that it was a cat. Um, So super interesting, super just like feisty personality. And it's kind of funny that Taylor Swift ended up buying her mansion, which was nicknamed the Holiday House because Taylor Swift in her life has been criticized for, you know, being a loud personality, for being out there and for all of her dating history and everyone feeling like they're entitled to her life and everything, just kind of like how people felt like they were entitled to Rebecca's life. So I think it's super cool that Taylor Swift ended up buying the Holiday House up in Rhode Island because... Like, I mean, who knows if that was her plan, if she knew the history behind it when she bought it, but I just think it's so interesting that these two women were so similar, but so different in a lot of ways, and, like, they, I mean, there's so many parallels in their life from their lyrical love of champagne to swimming pools to distaste for the patriarchal society, I guess. Um, It's just, they're so similar, and... It's ironic because Taylor Swift, I don't know if this was out of pettiness or just because it's, I think it's kind of funny, but when Taylor Swift bought the house, she started throwing really big parties, really big like 4th of July ragers, and the neighbors got so upset that they not only complained so much, well they, okay yeah, the neighbors got so upset, they complained so much that the governor of Rhode Island proposed a tax to like a second home tax and it was nicknamed the Taylor Swift tax. (laughs) It was later, I don't think it went through. I don't, I was going to say repealed, but I don't think it ever made it through. I just think that's so funny that way back then the neighbors hated this woman named Rebecca Harkness for throwing these crazy parties and Taylor Swift, I'm going to, I'm going to assume she knew the history of Rebecca before she bought the house, but I just kind of love that she bought the house and kind of just like lived on in Rebecca's legacy, which is, I just think it's super cool. I'm sure that if Rebecca were still alive, she would absolutely love Taylor Swift. They'd probably be best friends. But yeah, I think that is all I have to say about that fun little history tidbit. 
kind of sounds like a fake story just how like crazy over the top it is but yeah I just wanted to keep it light and fun and kind of give you some info that I guess maybe you didn't know maybe you did know I didn't know it before I listened to that other podcast that kind of went into it and then I kind of did a deep dive but I know there's a documentary that's out that's on Rebecca I I don't know if it's the one called Holiday House or if it is something else but um, if you are interested go take a deep dive I love asking why to things and I love figuring out like random trivia but um I'm gonna call it quits right here because I'm starting to get super congested and I don't want to sound like a crazy congested sick person for the rest of the podcast so yeah thank you so much for listening I hope this wasn't too like crazy off topic I hope it was like a fun little switch up in your podcast listening routine if you don't usually listen to stuff like this. But yeah, thank you, and I will talk to you guys again soon. Bye. Oh, don't forget to keep on living the good life. (laughs) Okay, bye.